live. Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins. And I'm Paige hey. Burke. And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. <laughs> you guys. Aloha. Aloha. It's episode four. Today, we're going to be talking about finding your purpose. Literally, we spent how long on Slack today talking about how excited you were, Natalie? Probably like 30 minutes. I walked away for like two seconds and came back and there was like 88 Slack notifications. (laughs) You were like, you guys. I asked Nat one question and she's like, let me give you the full download of my brain. I'm really (laughs) happy that you guys are so happy. Before we (laughs) start on this topic, Natalie, I have a surprise for you. I'm excited. What is it? Um, I'm going to show you. (laughs) All right. Okay, so Nat, do you remember last week when you were asking about having a macro hack remix? (laughs) And I was like pretty butthurt that you had definitely not listened to our (laughs) podcast episodes because we totally have a remix already. (laughs) Why don't you do me a favor and listen to this? Stop it. Best play right now. Stop it. Dying. Yeah. It's a special gift from me to you, my friend. Stop. I'm obsessed and in love with you. That's right. More so than ever before. That's what I made for you. It was a special gift because I love you just so much. You're going to have to edit out my cackle. I did not. Old in that song. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on because we have the most Ooh. exciting topic today. Today we are talking about. I just said today, today, today. We are talking about today. finding your purpose. This is huge, super huge. It's going to be a, a not extraordinaire special today. <laughs> That's what it is essentially. Yeah. There's truly. always this like feeling, this like gut feeling or something happens, something has to kind of like trigger or there's like an action that leads to our clients booking a call with us. Like something's going on. They get to our website, they book a call with us and they sign up. And, but that like moment, that immediate moment or feeling or whatever, I feel like it only takes you so far. And so tonight we're going to talk about the power of visualization. We're going to talk about setting your goals. We're going to talk about the importance of setting really strong goals and like finding out what your actual purpose is so that you're continued to be inspired throughout your entire journey. And we're going to take you through a mental exercise to find your purpose. Yeah. We have all of our clients, as you guys know, take basically set set their intention, set their purpose for the program. But I think it's really going to be helpful to have us go through it and like one by one and really talk about like what each section is supposed to feel like and, and the thought that needs to go into it, that kind of stuff. Um, That's my favorite thing to see in my inbox when you pass off those to me mm, because it's so inspiring to read. I'm like, gosh, I don't even think I was that insightful what I truly wanted at the beginning of when I did this program. And these girls are just like 
going for it, spilling their heart out, just putting it all on the line. And it's, I can't wait to go through this because it's such a fun exercise. Yeah. I love that they're digging in, like digging deep too, to like find it Mm -hmm. and then putting it on paper and then sharing it. I mean, what could be better than that? So powerful. Totally so agree. I was doing some research because I wanted to like know more about the power of visual visual visualization. Ooh, tough word. That's a hard word to yeah. say. Visualization. There we go. There we go. I wanted to know more about the power of it. So I was in a complete internet hole for maybe three hours yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> And Thanks for your honesty. I'm going to just be real about it. So this is a very <laughs> expensive podcast. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I came across a bunch of like studies and, and articles and I was like very interested in like the, the science backed facts of visualization. The one study I wanted to share with you guys is the study that they did with golfers where they had, they split two golfers or they split two groups of golfers in half. One, they had do half mental practice and half. So like visualizing what they were going to be doing and half physical practice. And then they had one group just do physical practice. So that was twice as much practice as the people who were doing the visualization. And Do you know what they found out? Tell us. That the golfers that were half mental, half physical were more successful or were better at the skill than the golfers who just had practice. Mm -hmm. Double the amount of practice. Putting it out there that it's going to work and it's going to be successful. Like it was, I was kind of blown away. These people were golfing. We're practicing, physically practicing, going through the motions twice as much as the other golfers. Crazy. Bananas. It's so important. So real. They also did a similar study with surgeons. So they had surgeons who, which like, how scary is that? (laughs) But they had the surgeons like go through the motions in their head as to what the surgery was going to look like. And then they just had surgeons who just went into surgery and the ones who had practiced mentally performed better by like an outstanding amount. I think it was like 30 something percent in terms of precision. I love, I love how it was like, are you going to go to your doctor and be like, excuse me, surgeon, have you visualized my surgery before you've done it? Literally, that <laughs> For was all in the article, in the article. I know. Like, I know. That's why I love yeah. that. That was hilarious. You need to ask your surgeon. I love that you brought this up though, because it's funny. I backstory. I have a favorite gymnast. I also just like like all sports, but gymnastics to me are fascinating because number one, they peak in their sport when they're teenagers, like they're so young and it's such an involved sport. So I always get really into gymnastics when the Olympics roll around. Who's your favorite? Sean Johnson. (laughs) Long time, just like obsessed with her as an athlete, as a person. Anyways, so I watched this incredible interview with her last week. It's like an hour long, found it on YouTube. And they talked in the interview about, you know, when she was in the Olympics and what she was doing and all of these things. And the whole conversation came back to the fact that her coach was hugely, hugely into mindfulness and visualization as a like skill when she was like 12. (laughs) Wow. So cool. Mm -hmm. And so she talked about how when she was like on the world stage and getting ready to go to the Olympics and everything, she would put in 40 hours of physical training a week. Like she was obviously training a lot. And she said that at the end of practice every evening, her coach would say, okay, 
the physical work is done. Now you have all your mental training still ahead of you. So she would go home after having trained physically hard all day, and she would have to do these crazy, intense, challenging mental exercises to prepare herself for whatever competition it was. So one of the examples she gave is that she had to literally visualize herself doing her routine completely perfectly, no errors, nothing, 20 times in a row. And if while she was doing this, and you know, let's say she's on like visualization of this skill number 17. If yeah. in that exercise, she messed up at 17, she had to go right back to number one and keep doing this until she got 20 times in a row of visualizing herself doing it perfectly. Holy wow. shit. Crazy. I have chills. I know. That's so cool. So cool. <laughs> I have been thinking about this nonstop since I watched this like interview last week. And I have a race coming up this weekend, a 10K, and I've been trying so hard to try and do this exercise. Yes, I can only Nat. get through three in a row. Like, wow. Gosh. So I'm like, to imagine that this girl was doing this every night after training 40 hours a week, being a so teenager, exhausted. so incredible. And being 12 years old. Wow. I know. Like, like it's, my what? brain is blown. And it's so hard. Like, I was like, it sounds challenging, but like, it's probably like a pretty doable exercise. And it's, been so hard for me to do this. Also, I feel like it's so much easier to dwell on what's wrong or like it's so much easier to dwell on like what can go wrong or like I feel right. like all my focus is like kind of on what I do wrong. <laughs> yeah. And not just like, Guilty. wow, I am like super amazing at this thing. Like, no, I think about like my like faults and, and what I do wrong. I spend no time thinking about doing things perfectly. Well, yeah. and fear tends to be the thing that drives, at least that's what I found in me trying to do this exercise every night this mm. week, is that I've been having this foot pain that's kind of been like on and off. And while I'm in the midst of this, like I just keep visualizing myself getting to mile four and like having foot pain or my stride falling apart or something. And oh. it's crazy because even though I'm conscious of the fact that I'm doing this, it's very, very hard to retrain yeah. my brain to stop operating out of fear or doubt and to just start getting into the habit of like focusing on like seeing myself really just in the best case scenario. Jeez. To set your end goal. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you about this one more study because this was the one that I found the best or the most insane. They had – it's also just very funny. Is it the they pinky had, one? Yes. I'm so excited about this. I love it. I didn't read this one. So oh, tell me. good. I'm going to read it verbatim. I have it up because it's that good. Okay. okay. So they took a, they split a group of participants into four different groups. The first group, they had perform mental contractions of their pinky finger. Just mental. Just thinking What's about that even it. Mean? Like they just like made you think about contracting, like moving around your pinky finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paige, Paige is doing the action right yeah. now. <laughs> The second group actually performed – or I'm sorry. The second group performed mental contractions of their elbows instead of their pinky finger. The third group did physical training to strengthen their pinky finger. The final group did no training at all. That's right. So who do you think had the strongest pinky finger at the end? Guess, Paige. I mean, I'm going to guess it's the mental – <laughs> okay, you're actually not right, but oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the person that uh, showed, or the people that showed the most improvement in their muscle strength, 
were the people that did the actual contractions. They improved by 53%. But those who performed the mental contractions, so not any physical contractions, just mental contractions, actually improved their strength of their pinky fingers by 35%. Mind blown. Isn't that disgusting? (laughs) So cool. I'm geeking out right now, guys. I'm like squirming in my seat. Like, <laughs> you really <dying>. are. <laughs> this is t- it is ties back to like the like I s- literally I feel like my SIBO was a hundred percent a mental thing that happened to me, and just like being in a place where I'm like calm and happy now, I don't have flare-ups anymore. Like I just yeah, I just feel like and and I'm like not breaking out. Like I just feel like everything has to do with your head. It does. And it's yeah. Like disgusting. It's out of control. So that's what we're talking about this tonight. The the so the initial before we got into all this like crazy all these crazy studies, there were a couple of things that kind of like led us to talking about this topic. For me, the first thing was just that my own personal experience with macros. I had two, and I tell um, our clients this all the time, but I had two different macro coaches exactly two years apart, was going to the same gym, was going to five CrossFit classes a week, literally like starting the program at the same place exactly a year apart. Both macro coaches each year gave me a different set of macros. The caloric difference daily, I think it was like almost 400 calories difference in the like daily. The percentages were completely different. I was on both programs for 16 weeks and I saw the exact same results, which I thought was Crazy. just absolutely bananas. But both of which Crazy. I went into having like very hard specific goals with very mm-hmm. specific dates in mind as to like when I wanted to hit those goals. And I swear to God, I think it had nothing to do with the macros. I mean, like, yes, obviously, I think it had to do with the fact that I was, like, very controlled in what I was eating. But I think I just truly, truly trusted and believed in what I was doing. And that's, like, what transformed my body. That's so cool. And we see this with our clients all the time. Like, if our clients have, like, a wedding or a marathon or they have something where they're, like, not even realizing it, but they're visualizing that day. And maybe they don't even know that they're doing it. I feel like most of the time they don't even know they're doing it. But having that like feeling, like knowing what you're going to like wake up and do and what day it is and what you're going to wear and that if that your parents are going to be there, whatever it is, I feel like our clients that have that are so successful. Yes. I'm thinking of so many different clients in my head right now who I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Where they came in and they were like, this is what I really want. This is like, it means so much to me and I'm going to do what I have to do to get there because I want to, you know, I think that's always the second important part when it comes to like, yes, of course you have to know what it is and that you want and why you're doing it, but it also has to like really matter to you. I don't think that you can just arbitrarily just work towards something for really no reason. I just... I feel like there's usually something that's going to be lacking in your results or it's going to feel harder than it should if there's really no internal drive. And if there's no way to define what your success looks like. Correct. And it kind of goes back to the the golfer example, right? Like the people who are doing both parts of the work are more successful than the people who are just doing 50% of the work. Right, right. And that example is even crazier because the golfers were doing double the amount of practice as the others. Right. Crazy. It's out of control. So, <laughs> you know, it's seriously, it's, it's bananas. So when we talk about, so the exercise that we have our clients do is called finding your purpose. And so 
In my opinion, a purpose is, it's a hybrid. It's kind of a mixture of your vision and then your goals. And those are very distinct, distinctly different things. A vision being like the destination, being like where, really finding out like what, yeah, like what, what is that success look like for you, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you actually visualize what success looks like, that's what your vision is. And then the goals are like, they're kind of your milestones, right? So they're, they, they help you set the path for achieving your vision. So you could have different sets of goals. You can have the goals as milestones essentially. And they're ever changing. And they're ever changing. That's exactly right. And you need both like you can't just have one because if you just have a vision but no path to get there like how are you gonna get there (laughs) exactly and if you just have goals without a vision you're just kind of like working towards nothing right or you're just like hoping for it which as we know you can't hope your way to and like something tangible you can't hope your way to your vision you have to put in the work and yeah having an outline like goals and you know knowing that you can change them as Maybe your vision shifts or your vision changes or because it's all evolving too. I think that's where I've also seen like myself personally get stuck is that like I have this one vision and sometimes it changes. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But feeling like, well, no, this is what I committed to and like I have to do this even if it's not fulfilling anymore or whatever it is. Like it's just this constant evolution. Yeah. I think it's okay or it's important for our listeners to know that it's okay to change their mind and what they want. Yeah. As well. It's your life. It's your body. If you like, this is the thing that you can change your mind on. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people are coming to a place of like, they've never been in this certain state before, whether it's mentally or physically, but they get to it and they're like, maybe I'm not happy at this place. Like, or maybe I want to keep going. And maybe that's uncovering something that you haven't thought of before. And to that exact point, like that's okay to course correct to be like, actually, I want to go this way. I don't want to go the other way. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes you can go, like you can push your limits a little bit and like Mm -hmm. go a little, maybe a little further than you maybe needed to go. I definitely have done that before. (laughs) I've definitely taken... Yeah, I've definitely taken like a cut a couple weeks too far and I've definitely taken a bulk still a couple weeks too far. And <laughs> <laughs> We've all done um, that though. That's like part yeah. of being human. You have to know like what both like sides of like too far. What does too far look like so that you can find middle right. ground? You, ha- you have totally. to experience that. You got to find your limits. Totally. As long as you keep the ball rolling. I feel right. like this, this finding your purpose literally ties back into every other episode that we've had. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I am thinking of a ton of examples of things that we've already talked about. <laughs> I know. I'm like, and it goes back to, oh, wait, we've already said that. <laughs> we've already talked about that. <laughs> All right. So let's just go into, let's just go into the exercise. Let's just go into what we we're like literally reading off of, or we're going to be going through what what is on our website, what we have our clients go through. Cause I want to grab some like essential oils and candles. <laughs> Seriously. Matt, where's your salt lamp? Get that shit out. I've got my crystals on. on Get your hand. crystals. Yes. <laughs> it's time. So in finding your purpose, I think setting the scene is really important. Natalie, when you're doing like any kind of mind work or something like that, what, cause we, we ask, like suggest going to a quiet place, no interruptions, that kind of stuff. What, what do you like to do when you know you're, you're in for some mind work? 
So ironically, this ties back into when your husband, John, and I, and you were talking and you're like, she doesn't even run with headphones. <laughs> she doesn't listen to music. <laughs> and I, I was I like, you're an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, and you're, Christina's husband was like, why? I was like, well, for me, it's it's actually running isn't very physical for me. Um, like the hard workouts and the racing, like, yes, that is. But mm-hmm. the majority of why I run and why I like to run is because it is 1000% my meditation. It's where I work on my brain. And it's just really cool connection for me. And I'm going to sound so cheesy and cliche, but there's something, <laughs> there's something for me about like this whole being outside. There's no phone, no headphones, no nothing. And it's literally just my breath and my body and my brain. That's all I have. And it's this very cool opportunity to just like quiet my mind. And I'm there completely by myself. And mm. Again, in that conversation, was talking about how I love long runs. It's my favorite thing. I'm out there for like two hours plus, and I always come back from those runs and cool physically. I'm like tired or I feel good, whatever, but more so mentally, I just feel so clear. Um, and my brain feels just relaxed. Yeah. So for me, it's that. And I know I've talked with other clients before too, and they're like, I want to get into meditation, but I'm having a hard time finding the time or the space, or I don't know what it should look like. And I'm like, What's something physically that you really love? And like, is a moving meditation something that could work for you in the sense that it it doesn't have to look one way. You can find what works for you. For me, I don't ever do well sitting still. I've never have. So moving around, being outside, something like that is going to help my brain get to that place much better than sitting in my home where I'm really distracted. What about you guys? Finding a quiet place with no interruptions is really hard. It's really hard for me. It's usually like on an early morning walk with the dog or if I'm like swimming or if I'm in like a steam room or a sauna. Bougie. <laughs> really I know. I just, it, it sounds a lot bougier than you think. Actually, John purchased a single, like it literally looks like a telephone booth and it's an infrared sauna and we had it in our like 400 square foot apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey. And everybody would come to our like fourth floor piece of shit walk up, but there was a sauna in it. And so like <laughs> it sounds really amazing. But like it was pretty ghetto. But it was a it was I mean I love it. But like that that that's a, an example of like where I would go. Honestly it's just like kind of a place with no screens for me. Mine is the same. And I would probably be a blend of both of both of you weird, crazy that that would happen. Um but mine is for sure working out. It doesn't even matter the exercise. It doesn't have to be just yoga. It's really anything because I almost never have my phone or even a watch on me uh, to give me any sort of notification. I was really good about getting better about meditation, like the end of last year. And then I've definitely fallen off the horse. It was, I would do it right away when I woke up in the morning, I'd brush my teeth, wash my face, grab my coffee and sit on the couch and do it. But I've sadly not been as great about it. And I honestly notice such a difference when I'm not doing it or don't take the mental space in my workout to do it. I feel like you don't have to like force meditation though. You know, like I feel like if you like, you can let it come to you like naturally at other times. Like you don't have to like, like sit yourself down and like force yourself to do it, but then, but almost like read an environment where 
you can just like let it happen. That makes sense. Yes and no. Cause it like, it builds up for me Mm. and like, I just won't do anything like mindfully for myself for a while. And then I'll be like, okay, you need to carve out (laughs) 10 to 15 minutes every morning. Like I get to that point sometimes where I'm like, no, like you need to force yourself to do this. But you have a good morning routine with your like face creams and stuff. I feel like that's therapeutic. (laughs) It's it is really nice. I will say that. I feel like you're like always a great little rolling way. and doing all sorts of like fun <laughs> stuff. Like what's that ice? Mark's roller? like, what's that thing you're using? And then all of a sudden, I'll like wake up a little bit earlier, and he's like caught in the kitchen using the ice <laughs> roll on his face. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's John amazing. loves the iced quartz roller. Loves it. I've got to dig mine out. I've got a jade roller somewhere. And then when I went to your house, Christina, I saw it in the freezer and I was like, I need to do that. Mine is like buried somewhere in a drawer because I bought it because influencers told me to and (laughs) I tried it and I was like, this is doing nothing for me. (laughs) Mine's called the face gym. Yeah, that's fancy. Mine is a gift. Work out that face. It was, but it has little exercises of like directions you should put it. Seen those little gua sha. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so instructions is to find a quiet place with no interruptions. When we say quiet place, we mean quiet place in your mind. Something that you Mm -hmm. can like do to like have access to like a deeper part of your skull. Um, (laughs) The next thing that I think is kind of important is to have a pencil and paper, just because I know that when I'm in this like flow state and things are like moving and shaking, I usually can't be sitting in front of a screen, but I forget things. So I suggest having a a pen and paper, especially because we asked our clients to transfer this then to online so we could see it. So clear your mind, allow it to wander. There are no wrong answers. Like, Sometimes I scare myself of where my head goes, and I think that that's okay. I agree. Yeah. doesn't always need Just to be roses it. and unicorns. It doesn't, because that's <laughs> not how life is. No. So the first, the first step is visualization. Before we get to, like, the actual goals, Paige, let's talk about it. Yeah. So I like to think about, and what we kind of encourage our ladies to think about, is picking a specific date. Like, is it July 4th? Is it September 28th? Is it your wedding? What is it? Maybe it's a random Tuesday. It could be whatever. And write that date down and describe what that day looks like for you in detail. So what are you doing? Who are you with? Maybe like, what are you wearing? Is it a swimsuit? Is it your wedding gown? Are you just in your sweatpants with your boyfriend on the couch? So picture what that day looks like and write that down as well. Yeah, you're envisioning a perfect day and it's a specific date. And again, that just helps you gain some clarity about what that exactly will look like for you. And then step number two is picturing what your perfect day looks like versus where you're at today. So what is different in terms of right now, physically and mentally versus where you want to be? And Acknowledge what habits are keeping you from living your perfect day. So maybe it's that scoop of almond butter at nine o'clock before you go to bed that you just can't seem to get rid of. Maybe it's a skipped workout and maybe you want to get up in the morning and really make sure that you're getting your AM workout, whatever it is. Those are the types of things that we want you to acknowledge. So that first step of like really figuring out what a perfect day looks like and feels like to you is I feel like that takes a lot of time. Yeah. 
it would take a lot of time for me right now, to be honest. Like if we were like Paige, sit down and really think about what the most perfect day looks like to you. Would you pick your wedding day? No, because that's not every day for me. I would want it to be just like a summer I could pick day? a date. Yeah, for sure. A summer day. I'm not that crazy. I know I live in the tundra. But <laughs> I mean, you said you were living your best life in January in the last episode. I was. <laughs> I really was. I was feeling fresh in January. But yeah, I think it would just be an everyday weekend on the lake in a swimsuit, preferably with tacos in my hand. Mm. Nice. Natalie, would you think about like a race? No. No, mine kind of similarly is like immediately I just go to the mountains. I'm skiing. I'm with my family. With my friends, I'm having a beer. Like, yeah, uh, it's just like that is my perfect day for sure. Yeah. And I feel feel good. Yeah. It's important to to think. I was just going to say, I feel like it's important to talk about like, obviously, you know what you're doing on your perfect day, but Mm -hmm. have your perfect day. Like you have to have you have to feel like it's like you have to feel so good Mm -hmm. on the inside. And like, is that strength? Are you sore from another workout? Are you going to do a workout that day? Are you mm-hmm. sleeping in? Or, you know, like what, like really like to think about every aspect of that day is kind of like, what does it smell like? What are you smelling? Is it fresh powder? Yes. Nat? <laughs> and waffles. Mountain oh. waffles. Can't beat it. Yes. Christina, where are you in your perfect day? That's a good question. I immediately am brought to like my parents' back porch at the shore on a Sunday. Because you're all having dinner together. Yeah. My mom usually makes like a huge meal on Sundays. We have it at like, I don't know, like 3, 30, 4 o'clock after a day at the beach. And we're just like so full after. But like that's dinner, you know? Yeah. And usually we'll like bike to go get like frozen yogurt or something. And it's just like the nicest thing ever. But it's usually after a day of like, I don't know, paddleboarding or like surfing and like you're like tan. You know that like tight feeling that you get from like being in and out of salt water and like in the sun on your skin? I like love and you like feel like strong and like, oh, that's like kind of where I would go. Such a good feeling because that's vacation for me. (laughs) That's that's your everyday life. life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. If I'm feeling good. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just like, oh, I have to put in a bikini nine to 12 months out of the year. But, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's important to like obviously visualize like every detail of like what is happening that day down to like how your muscles feel. Um, But also I think it's important to like pay attention to the details of where your mind goes in this perfect day. Right. Because I think it points out, it helps you uncover your purpose. It helps you figure out what's important to you. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I'm thinking about this right now and I'm like, why am I skiing? Why am I with my friends and family? Mm -hmm. And why am I, why am I drinking a beer? Like what about those details? Like, what does that tell me about what's important to me? And I'm like, okay, it's movement. So skiing, it's something active. It's family. So, you know, I know that eating well and fueling well helps me show up positively for my family and the people who matter to me. Um, And I'm drinking a beer because I'm at such a relaxed headspace and I have balance with my like meals and my drinks that I'm enjoying a beer and it's not scary, you know? Yeah. You drink so rare. You like never drink that. I really don't. I'm very intentional. I found when it I so drink. strange that in your perfect day you're drinking a beer. You never drink alcohol. I but I like. Here's the thing with me and alcohol is that I obviously had been college nat where I drank 
like 10 drinks a night for like five years straight. <laughs> yeah. I was and, at the same yep. bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get it. Um, so I think with me and alcohol now, I do like it. I really do enjoy alcohol, but I don't like it often. It's a treat. It's, it's such a, a treat. treat. Yeah. So for me, like a day like that, like I'm having a drink because it's like a treat. It's your little indulgence. Yeah. And then looking at, so so now that we, you know, you have your kind of visualization down, you guys, I'm getting the hang of that word. Now that you have what that perfect day in your head looks like, yeah. looking, like bringing your focus back to today mm-hmm. or the day you're doing this exercise and like what is different about it. And I think this is where you can really get or where you should really like look at all the different aspects that are different because obviously you're not going to like ski fresh powder with your family every single day. <laughs> you know, but what are some things that you can alter or change or work towards or adjust or schedule to make that happen more or mm-hmm. what is what are what are the what's the major difference? Well, and it's working backwards, right? So you have that vision of what you want and then, you know, you have to look at where you are currently to try to figure out well, what's missing? Or what is there? And so I don't need to focus on this as much. But what's what's lacking? What do I need to like really like add in or take out to get there? Right. Mm -hmm. And that alcohol example is a perfect example of like, why were you drinking that beer? Well, it's because you don't drink one every day. It's because you don't drink one every week. I think I've literally, yes. I'm like, I'm literally listening about this other day. I'm going to a bachelorette party next week. And I was like, I think since I last saw my best friend just getting married, I have had three drinks. I saw her in January. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Two of them with me. I did. I I'm not joking. I think I've had three total drinks since like January. But it's like that's what makes it special, you know? Right. Like, yeah. I had a two drinks with you. I had a drink with her. Like, it's it's not something I'm yeah. doing just like for the shits of it. Right. right. Oh, I love that. Okay, so kind of like really looking into like. Oh, and the fact that you're enjoying, you're enjoying physical movement, you're enjoying working out, right? So like, I Mm -hmm. think that plays a part into like not forcing yourself to work out. And you know, if that's where you're, if that's a difference um, that you're feeling, right? So super, I like, it's so crazy to really like look at what feels like perfect to you and then like unpack why it's there. I think it's also like, it can be for me, if I was doing this when I first started the program, like it's a little daunting. Yeah. It's almost like taking a step in a direction that you're nervous about because it's like, well, what if I can't get to my perfect day? What if I spend all this time thinking about my, my what my perfect day is going to look like and I can't get there when I want to? Or I can't, you know, I can't even start to envision what my perfect day yet looks like because I just need to spend the time to think about what that looks like. So it's a little like scary to even put yourself in that place. So the fact that the people that are coming in this program are taking the time to do that is a really big thing. It's a big step. It is. It's funny. You're saying this page and I'm like, I can totally understand that feeling. And I think what where my brain immediately goes is back to that Sean Johnson example of how, you know, I'm sure when she started this, picturing herself winning at the Olympics or whatever, it's probably so daunting trying to visualize her way and put in the work and the actions being the best in the world right to get there and it's so I think it's funny because obviously that's a very extreme example 
but it applies to all of us. Like she's not superhuman. (laughs) She just worked really hard at putting in the work physically and then also Mm -hmm. mentally just keeping on seeing herself there, seeing herself at that perfect day and taking the steps to get there. So I think where, you know, with people coming in who are starting this, it's like, it should feel hard. It's not Mm -hmm. supposed to feel easy and it's going to just take work and perseverance mentally. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then once you kind of figure out the difference between what is happening day versus what's happening on that perfect day, another extremely difficult part is figuring out what habits are keeping you from getting there. And this involves Mm -hmm. like taking a good hard look at like your current self and your current routine and habits and mental state and everything to really unpack like what is really holding you back from living that way. Yeah. Challenging. Very challenging. I'm trying to. But very exciting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like using that, you know, alcohol example of like cutting it out because, you know, and having it being a treat Mm -hmm. when you do have it being like a special thing that you like truly appreciate and don't feel guilty about is a good one. Going back to the workout example of like, you know, if you're constantly working out with like no results and you feel like you have to work out all the time, like maybe it's changing up your workout routine. Maybe it's finding something that you actually really love. Maybe it's taking a break. Totally. Yeah. So well said, you know, so, so well said, maybe it's just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm currently on like a funny workout situation where I had to work out alone. Cause I'm down on this friggin' Island. <laughs> oh, poor you. <laughs> yeah. It's so depressing here. No, just kidding. It's literally perfect every day, but I'm like a group worker outer kind of person. That's just like who I am before you hopped on. Now I was talking to Paige about how, um, I've been swimming a lot. Amazing. So like I broke out the old cap and goggles. I actually did get new goggles because mine like had completely dry rotted through. But I broke out the old cap and goggles and I've been like literally living for swimming these days. Ugh, I love that. I just like hop in. If you guys didn't know, I was a swimmer and so was Natalie. And so I was like, you know what? I got to do something else. So I've been swimming and playing pickleball. Laugh at me. You're a hundred years old. Literally. I know. Retired as person here by like 50 <laughs> years, but it's like what's been making me happy. I'm like not a cardio person, just like never was. Love lifting, yeah. like taking cl- CrossFit classes, group classes, kind of my thing, but like well, I had mm-hmm. to take a break from it. So, yeah. And like, sure, my body is changing, my mind's changing, but like not in a bad way. I'm open, I'm open to it. It's happening. Oh, guys, I love this. I love this whole thing. And so, the 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 third step is or not our. Paige, do you want to go through the third step? So the third step that we have the ladies go through is creating an action plan for yourself. So we get a lot of questions and like, okay, so like, what does that actually mean? And truly it's thinking about how are you going to get, especially to your perfect day, but what are the actions that are going to get you to where you want to be? So it's, you know, setting a intention to get to the gym X amount of times a week, or maybe it's going grocery shopping and meal prepping for two and a half or two hours on Sunday. So you're putting a number or an action item to a specific goal that is going to help you tick off little things along the way that it's going to end up getting you to your perfect day. It's creating these just like smaller little paths for yourself to get you to that longer, maybe more difficult path. There's just, there's so many ways to be successful along your route. 
your long-term goal. And it doesn't have to be anything that's super intimidating to get to. It's just, okay, what can I do this week? What can I do in two weeks? What can I do in 12 weeks that you're all of a sudden going to be at week 12 or whatever week and be like, holy shit, like I just came a really long way. And I did it by setting an action plan. Totally. It's the accountability piece. I feel like I get that a lot where we have, I'll, I'll hop on the phone with clients who are finishing their 12th, 20th, 16th, whatever week. Yeah. And I'll be like, so how do you, how do you feel about this journey? And they're like, I have literally never worked out so much in my life now that I'm looking back at it. <laughs> or like, I've saved so much money because I've been packing my meals and like, it all just yeah. kind of happened. Yeah. Like I was like in it in like my day to day, but like looking back at it, I like, this is just how, what I do now, which is right. pretty freaking cool. Right. You can remold your life. It's such a crazy thing by just doing some small, some big things, but it's pretty awesome. I had an exit interview literally an hour ago with one of your clients page, actually. And she was saying how she saved so much money (laughs) because she's been prepping all of her meals, but it was like the one constant in her life. And she just like loves it, like loves doing it. And she's like, it just, it's not any more difficult than going out and stressing about ordering something. Completely. And she's been doing it for 12 weeks now. And I was like, do you think you're going to keep doing it and she's like well I mean yeah that's that's just that's what that's I do my now. new normal yeah it's like it's not something I'm doing because I'm doing it like that's what I do now like ah oh, right, right. <laughs> just that's making so sure awesome. I'm so happy to hear it <laughs> don't stop ever okay <laughs> all right so those are those are kind of the three steps do you guys have any other like closing thoughts Nat I know that you just like live for this topic I do is there anything like important or is there anything else you have left to say on this beautiful topic I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but I loved this conversation so much. I feel like we covered a lot. And I think the biggest thing to take away from this is just that there's really no shortcuts. You have to put in 100% of the Mm -hmm. work if you want 100% of the result. And 100% of the work isn't just the tangible, physical little things. Mm -hmm. It's also training your brain and rewiring how you look at success, all things that we've talked about before on this podcast. But it's just, it's such a cool thing to be talking about it and to, I don't know, I'm just really excited about this. I'm like starstruck. I'm Can you tell I'm like in love? I'm just like, oh, yes. I know. It is brain a work. Topic. I'm excited for our clients to listen to this because I don't, I mean, I know that we talk about, you know, we emphasize that it's important, but I don't think until later in my journey did I realize just how important it was. Yeah. And I think I'm still. Yeah, I'm still like, I'm still in awe of like how powerful my own mind can be. Yeah. In relation to like what I can achieve, which is pretty freaky. And I think it all goes back. I know I already said this, but I think it's a good thing to end on is just like being open to the change. And it might be scary. It might be really, really uncomfortable for you to just let your mind go in a different path. But I think Mm -hmm. it's that's how you're going to get to this, you know, 360 degree, like feeling great from every standpoint in your life. And I mean, I think I've said this before, but macro started as like this physical journey for me, but it turned into something so mental Mm. without me really trying. I was trying in my efforts to get to where I wanted to be, but it truly did just transform me from 
physically, mentally, everything. So by taking control of one aspect of my life, I was able to take control of a lot of other things, which is a really powerful thing. I love that story. You're amazing. Oh, heart heart eyes. Rainbows. All right, you guys, it's time for the macro hack of the week. Woo! I actually haven't even thought of one yet. I haven't either. I I forgot to write into them. (sighs) Guys, get your shit together. Matt, do you have a macro hack of the week? Of course. I always come prepared. JKLL, I'm always late to this meeting. Why don't you share your macro hack of the week with us while we think of ours? Spiraling off of the protein challenge from this last week, my macro hack is, and of course, you guys know me, I do simple, I do no cook. So instead of prepping for like a full week of meals, if you're tight on time or you just are kind of mentally exhausted by the idea of that, simply prep protein. So just cook up like, you know, a pack of chicken, a pack of ground turkey, have so, like cook some fish and that's it. It'll take you practically no time. You could even just do it while you're cooking Sunday dinner, you know, just literally cook all your meat for like the next four days. Yeah. And that's the hack is let the vegetables and the other, the fats, the carbs fall where they may. You'll figure it out. <laughs> and I've even been open. buying like rotisserie chicken. Yeah. It's like I've taken it a step further. I'm just like, I need pure protein, but I don't want to cook it. Yes. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's the I hack. actually really, yeah. Like I cannot find carbs and fat. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's always the easiest one. But if you just start with the harder yeah. one, then you're going to be so much better set for the week. So true. Ooh, that's really good. Just prep protein. Maybe that should be the only macro hack of this week. Right? I know. <laughs> I feel really like good. And I agree. That's my hack. No. <laughs> oh, macro hack of the week. I mean, I would say my macro hack of the week these days is drinking bubbly like crack. After every meal, for some reason, I've been craving sweet stuff. I don't know why. If mm-hmm. it's like a hormonal thing or like what. So I've been grabbing a strawberry. Crazy strawberry bubbly and it just like completely takes takes the edge off for me it does I or the apple be my macro hack and like even now like i had i have dinner so long ago it's late here i had dinner like four <laughs> hours ago but had all my macros but i'll probably want a little sweet something so i'm probably gonna grab a bubbly guys uh i think my macro hack of the week is gonna be super simple and i was out running errands this weekend and i was starving all of a sudden. Like I had eaten at an appropriate amount of time. I thought I was good. Uh, It was about three o'clock, 30 maybe, and hunger struck. And I knew I didn't have a ton of macros left in my day. I've been tracking because I've been trying to be good about wedding dress shopping and stuff. But I saw Jimmy John's out of the corner of my eye and I went and grabbed an unwitch. Yes. No mayo. Yes. A shit ton of turkey, tomato. I added onion because onions are my jam. And it was just a little protein bomb with like no carbs and no fat. Ooh. Unwitch that shit, ladies. We can do an entire episode on macro-friendly fast food. All right. Well, that's that. On our next episode, Paige is actually going to be taking us through this idea of enough. Am I doing enough to see the results I'm looking for? Can I do more? Should I be working harder? When is it better to push? And when is it better to just take a break? So stay tuned. All right. Ciao, guys. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye.